Welcome to the Fraudcast. I'm Andrew Vogany with Friss. Martin Griffiths, always our go-to resource for insurance in the UK. It's nice to talk with you today, Martin. Nice to talk to you, Andrew. So as we round out this terrible year, you and I have been talking a lot about the expectations of fraud as a result, uh, as a result of the pandemic. And I want to set the stage a little bit with you. Let's start with the landscape at the end of the year here in the UK. What's going on right now? Well, insurers are reporting uh, that they're seeing more fraud, but less claims. So that's less claims is always a good thing. But the fact that there's already more fraud gives reason, give cause for concern, I would say. Um, it's never a good thing when insurance fraud goes up. Um, uh, and we'll, it remains to be seen how that will progress as we uh, as we go through into 2021. True. I think there's a fairly strong industry consensus now that we haven't even begun to see the surge of pandemic-related fraud schemes. And you're calling this the, uh, the calm before the storm. Why is that? Well, if you think about insurance fraud is already going up, uh, it, it, as insurers are reporting. But actually, I think insurers are fairly insulated at the moment from the true extent of the crisis that's to come. Because if you think about the government support that's been poured into both individuals and businesses, those are still going on. We've just come out of our second lockdown here. Um, furlough, the government support for individual people, uh, is still being paid. Uh, and people are getting up to 80% of their wages. So they're not necessarily feeling the pressure yet that they would do um, were they on full unemployment benefits. With, uh, and if you look at businesses, businesses are being well supported as well. There's access to loans. Uh, and, the, uh, and whilst that support continues, they, they're continuing to employ people and they're mm-hmm. continuing to, 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 to try and operate in the best they can under these changed circumstances. So, so those two features mean that, that there, there, there is some insulation at this point for insurers from the big rise in either unemployment or in business failure that's going to, uh, or failing businesses that are going to prompt a rise in insurance fraud. So let's dig a little bit deeper though, because I think it's really important to understand why people commit fraud. Obviously there are fraud rings, there are professional fraudsters. It's a nine to five job or 24 seven job, but for average people like you and I, maybe a small business owner, why do they commit fraud? And, and maybe we can understand a little bit better why we're not seeing so much of it yet, but might have to be on the lookout. I, I, I don't want to be a cliche, but you just go back straight away to the fraud triangle. And you think about the fraud triangle is uh, the first part of it is pressure. People or businesses are a bit under pressure. Now, there's no, there's no doubting that businesses have been under pressure all year, unless you're an Amazon or a supermarket. That, that where you've thrived throughout the, the, the lockdowns and the pandemic, if you're a, a small business owner, it's been tough. You, there's never been times like this. We're heading into an economic storm. Um, if you're an individual, you've had that protection, but that's going to come away soon. And those businesses that fail are going to mean more job losses. In the last week, we've had two significant high street failures in the UK, which means that shops and significant thousands of jobs are going. And those people are used to their standard of living and all of a sudden their, their income is going to be severely cut. And unfortunately, for a small proportion of people, when their income is cut or their business is failing, they'll be take, tempted and there's a process of rationalization where I'm struggling, I'm struggling, I've got an opportunity 
which is the third string of the fraud triangle, to actually take advantage of my insurance policy and try to get some money out of it to get over and relieve the pressure I'm under. Uh, and I think that's the, the context. As that pressure mounts, as people try and make sense of it uh, and they rationalise it, and let's face it, insurers haven't had the best pandemic. They've had a lot of criticism for the response to business interruption claims and loss of profits claims from businesses, which again helps people, well, insurers are the big bad guy. It's okay. This is a victimless crime. It's never a victimless crime. We all know that, but the, the man on the street doesn't see that. And that's why they'll then take advantage of that opportunity. Yeah. The, the unfortunate thing I think is, you know, when time get, times get tough, people sort of think, well, I've been paying my insurance for all these years. They, they owe me something now. Right. And, and I can see how that's easy to rationalize, but at the end of the day, it, it hurts the rest of the consumers because it, it's, it's a numbers game, right? If, if people are paying out, they've got to get that from somewhere. So, yeah, insurance, insurance isn't a savings policy. Uh, unfortunately, some people see it that way. Um, it's a promise to pay in the event of something bad happening. And, uh, uh, and that bad thing has to be specified by the policy and, right. and not, not uh, well, if something bad's happened to me, it's not covered by the policy, so I'll make something bad that's under the policy happen. Martin, thanks for all the research you've done and, and all the thought you've put into this. I, I really appreciate it. I know the carriers you're talking with do as well. Uh, today was just a quick conversation. If somebody wants to, to learn more, discuss this with you, what's the best way for them to get in touch? Yeah, my email um, is on my LinkedIn profile. If my phone number's there, feel free to pick up the phone at any time. I'm more than happy to talk to anyone about it. Thanks, Martin. Appreciate it. Talk to you soon. Andrew, cheers. If you enjoyed today's conversation, be sure to subscribe to the Frisk Fraudcast on your favorite podcast app. And don't forget to check out our other great insights on Frisk.com. Frisk.com.